Thank you, Lord. Please take a seat. Um, just, just in relation to Kokora, um, the we're fixing that echo. The uh, the elders have asked John to try and connect with some pastors up in Kaikoura to see if there's anything that we can do as a church, whether it's financial or, or practical. We don't want to um, uh, be a hindrance to, to the good work that's going on, but there may be something that they, we can just help some churches up there with, the way that yeah. God has you know, helped us when we had our difficult times. Yeah, good. Who's glad to be here this morning? Yeah. It's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? Um, Katie, how are you? Great, yourself. Yeah, pretty good. Hey, I just really sense that, that God's just wanting to take you into, into, well, obviously into a new season. You're looking for new jobs, but I believe that God's got a real gift of encouragement on your life, that the things that, that you're involved in, it, God wants you to use that gifting and allow people to really be encouraged and built up in what you're doing, and he's, he's given you that gift, and you're going to see some, some people who... who um, didn't think they had a future and that you're going to get alongside them or what you're doing is going to get alongside them and they're just going to be built up and encouraged and, and go on to new things because you're there influencing them. Yeah. You know, God is good. We've, uh, on Tuesday night, we finished our uh, penultimate fire starters meeting. So we've got one more to go. We had an amazing time. You know, fire, we're going to be running fire starters next year. I encourage everyone to actually do fire starters at some stage. Um, you know, we focus on presence and purpose and power. And the and the talk last Tuesday night was around healing. And um, we sort of got into small groups and we're praying for people. I was with uh, William. Uh, and uh, Mike Button and John Scott and William had a sore wrist and we pray for that. How's your wrist, William? <laughs> it's good? Yeah, Mike had a sore back. How's your back, Mike? Yep, it, it, well, it's 50% healed, but it's totally healed now. Yeah, awesome. And, and John Scott came along and, you know, he'd had problems with his left arm. This time he had problems with his right arm. He couldn't lift a jug out of the thing and he, yeah, um, he couldn't get his arm past that point there and we prayed for him and he was going around the rest of the night lifting these chairs up like this. <laughs> God's good. Yeah. God's good. So yeah, I encourage you to do that. Today I had the privilege of doing the last talk on the transformation series that we're doing and the talk I'm doing today is around vocational transformation. Now the word vocational is one which I think is deliberately Chosen and it has synonyms like this calling, life's work, mission, purpose, function, position. It's more than just the job. Yeah. Okay? So it's about your vocation, it's what you do. So, what, what, what are some of the vocations that we have here today? So, we've got a pastor here. What, else, what other vocations do we have? Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> do you do much swinging there, Mike? <laughs> At times. What else do we have? Engineer. Mothers. Mothers, yes, very good. <laughs> Teachers. <laughs> Nurses. <laughs> Students. Yeah. yeah. Doctors. Doctors. Chefers. Chef. <laughs> yeah, what's a chef here? <laughs> Kitchen designer, yeah. There's, there's all sorts of vocations, but really vocation is about what you do. So, so when we're using the word vocation this morning, I think it's about what 
you do. And, you know, I, I love talking around the aspect of, of vocation, careers, um, jobs, that sort of thing, and, and, you know, there's a lot of things that I could talk about. You know, I could talk about the, the fact that we all need to continually learn. One of the buzzwords in, in uh, business today is about being agile. Companies and individuals have to be agile because technology is just going too fast. We can't actually keep up. And if, and if you stop learning, then you'll get left behind. Technology will outstrip you, and, and you may find that you're out of a job. In fact, uh, um, about a year ago, I listened to a guy talking who his job, his vocation, is he actually studies the, the future about the influence that technology is going to have. And one of the things that he said that is in 10 years' time, 40% of all jobs that exist today won't exist. And uh, you can, uh, this week, Simon Upton, I think it was, had a ride in a Volvo, I like Volvos. He, uh, and, and one of the, you know, the first driverless cars in New Zealand. Which he, and so this is technology which exists today. And um, the second largest middle class employer in the States is truck drivers. There are so far four states in America that have approval for driverless trucks. Singapore have now got their first driverless buses. You know, you're watching the news, this, this war between taxi drivers and Uber. You know, Uber is new technology, but I think the taxi drivers are fighting the wrong war. You know, 10, 15 years' time, you'll find that there's driverless taxis. So, so I could talk a bit about learning. Do you think it's important? Yeah. Okay, but I think that's important regardless of whether you're a Christian or not. If you're not learning, then, then you, you have, a, have a risk. Today I'm wanting to focus on areas where we need to actually have a transformation in our thinking. I'm going to focus on four areas with that. The first area is that your character is far more important than your career. We need to get this into our thinking. Our character is far more important uh, than your career. You see, the problem that we've got is that God's placed a destiny in each one of us. We all know that God's given us a future. He's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose for us. And we'd like to know what that is, right? We'd like to know what we should be doing. And we've done conferences in the past. And when we, if we uh, put a workshop in the conference, which is along understanding God's will for your life, it normally gets packed. People love to know what God wants them to do. In fact, they love God to make that choice for them. The fact is, God gives you gifts, he gives you abilities, he allows you to learn and grow, and he actually, as far as your career goes, he leaves that up to you. That's your choice. You can go down any path you like. My oldest daughter, Lily, she lives in Auckland now, she uh, did a degree in management and marketing, and um, she is really good at management and marketing. Anyone who knows Lily knows that she's pretty bossy. (laughs) But she gets stuff done. She, she's probably a far better manager uh, than, than I am. 
And she, she got getting towards the end of her study and she came and said to Denise and myself, I don't want to do this. I can't see my future going down this, this path. It's not um, building in, it's not getting into my creative side. I'll just, I'll just get sick and tired of doing this. So she um, said that she's going to go up to Auckland. She paid a heap of money, living costs, the, the course fees, and did makeup artistry. And now she's having the ball of her life going around doing makeup artistry at different TV shows and various things. Occasionally you'll actually see a name on the credits on different TV shows. She doesn't know where her next job's coming from half the time. And she's loving it. And she gets to choose that. You know, God has wired up, given her giftings. But the thing is that there is, each of us has that call on our life to use those abilities yeah. and to actually make a difference in the world around us. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, when I ask God, what should I do, is normally come, he comes back to me, well, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're free to choose. Mm. Now, our destiny, destiny is so much bigger than just a career. God has called us to be co-heirs with Christ. He's called us to be priests. He's called us to rule and to reign. Our destiny goes on into eternity. It's not just what happens on this planet. But you see, God is really interested in our character. And our vocation, the things that we do, will help to develop our character. What we do while we do what we do is far more important than what we do. <laughs> Try that again. Okay. What we do while we do what we do is far more important than what we do. Now the danger when we just focus on our career path is that we lose sight of the things that we're doing right now which can actually develop our character. You know, you might be surprised that you don't actually take your career to heaven. But you do take your character. Let's, let's have a look at a story around John the Baptist, which I found really fascinating. John 3, verse 7 to 14 says, John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! That's a good way to actually start a sermon, isn't it? <laughs> Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit, which is talking about character, will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What shall we do then? What shall we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptised. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then soldiers asked him, and what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. It's interesting that in the Bible, these two people groups were singled out and used as examples, tax collectors and soldiers. Now, if you... If you actually look at the context of that time, uh, these were people who were despised. 
know, tax collectors, they were Hebrews who actually worked for the Romans, collected tax and often extorted a lot more out of uh, people than what they should actually pay so that they could feather their own nest. And they were despised because they worked for the Romans and because they did stuff unfairly. Soldiers sort of partnered with them and, and enforced what the tax collectors wanted to do. So both groups were really despised. And, and they, they were you know, feeling a bit guilty about that and wondering, you know, should we get out of our careers, the chosen, well, not the chosen, the, the things that we're doing? And John's response wasn't, go change your career. He says, change your character. That was the focus. Now, we need to look for the opportunities with whatever we're doing right now. Could be cleaning toilets. Could be collecting rubbish. You know, can you imagine what this, you know, rubbish collectors need to actually be, get a big vote of thanks, I, I think. Can you imagine what the city would be like if we had no rubbish collectors? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed that in... Um, People who are in their sort of early 20s, they, they want to have the end of their career now, quite often. And sometimes they just miss those steps going through that as they're trying to reach for that, to miss those training opportunities, those learning opportunities that will build character into their lives, which will ensure that when they reach the end of their career, they'll still actually be happy with the person that they've become. So transformation thinking, it looks at what is actually happening and developing my character. How can I develop my character and what I'm doing right now and not just thinking about, the, about my career? So I want to do, as I go through each point, there's four that I'm going through. I want to do a little exercise at the end of each point. So, uh, Tim, can I get you just to stand here? Awesome. Turn around, face the crowd, give them a wave. Hi, this is Tim. If you don't know Tim, this is Tim. And Malcolm, can I get you to just come and stand, stand here? Okay, so this is Malcolm. Here, give everyone a wave. Okay, so this is about transformation thinking. So Tim here is going to represent thinking about career is really important. My focus is on actually establishing my career, getting it to grow and develop. Okay? Not saying that is really you, but that's what you're representing. <laughs> Malcolm, who is a really awesome guy as well, he's going to be representing, focusing on building character. Okay? Oh. Oh. So he's got a great character anyway. He is a bit of a character. But <laughs> here he's representing character. Okay, so what I want you to do is go through a bit of a, th a thought process between career as your main focus, character as your main focus, Think about where would you position yourself if you're standing up here right now. Where would you actually position yourself? Have a think. Some of you will get it straight away. Some will be thinking, I have no idea. It's all right. Just think. Breathe. It's not too hard. Okay. The next thought I want you to do is actually, okay, that's where I think I am now. Where, do, where should I be? Where do you think you should be in your thought process. Should you be more this way? Some of you may be all the way over here and you think, actually, 
I could probably do a little bit more on my career. I think where you should be. Okay, then that gap is part of your transformation thinking that you have to work on or allow God to work on. And even then, where you think you should be, God might actually have a different thought about you. So we're going to look at that at the end of the talk. But just uh, consider that gap at this point between career and character. Thanks, guys. We might get you up again in the next... Okay, our second point this morning, we're working for God, not for ourselves. We're working for God, not for ourselves. The key verse we've got here is Colossians 3, 23 to 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Okay, so we're working for God, not for ourselves. Okay, let's have a think. What are some of the reasons that actually, get, that actually get you up in the morning to go and do what you do? Money. <laughs> That's a good point. Bills to pay. For, for a lot of us, the reason that we, we get up and go to our job is, or do what we do is because there are bills to pay. And if we don't do that, we won't have the money to pay the bills and then, then that becomes a problem. Your family needs you. And this is another reason, it's particularly safe for mothers with young kids. You know, you'd love to spend another hour in bed, but the kids are screaming and yelling and, 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 that, and you just have to actually get up and, and deal with things or kick the husband out and get him to go and <laughs> deal with it. Or, you know, but it, it, for a lot of people, it's... It, you know, the reason that they'll actually go and do work is because it's to support their family. Self-esteem. Some people, will, uh, you know, their self-esteem is in their job and their career and what they do. So the reason they get up is because it actually helps them to feel good about themselves. Others of you actually have a really clear picture of your future, where you want to be. You know, you've, you've sat down, you've written your goals, you want to be a millionaire by the time you're 30. And you've got a clear path of actually how you're going to achieve that. And so you, you get up each morning excited and, and you're going to do it. Mm. Now, these are actually all pretty good reasons for getting up in the morning. But it's not the main one. The main one is because our vocation is an act of worship to God. Yeah. It's him that we serve. Now, with, with that, what we're doing isn't the key thing. It's who we're doing it for is the key thing. Yeah. Now, you can be doing a really mundane job and actually having an awesome time doing it because you know who it's for. I did my apprenticeship at the railways workshops in, um, down in Addington. It's where Tower Junction is now. There used to be about 1,100 people working where the shopping centre is. And as an apprentice there, there's lots of different departments and you get shipped around every three months into a different, different area. And one of the areas was the wagon shop. And that's where wagons would be scheduled. They'd come in and all the underneath would get a, supposed to get an overhaul. 
and I was in an area where we were supposed to be working on the brake cylinders. So you know, the big wagon wheels, they had these uh, uh, brake pads on the outside which are closed by a big pneumatic cylinder. So what we were supposed to do was take these big cylinders off. They were quite, quite large, big springs on them and everything, and we were supposed to strip them down and overhaul them. So I learnt the art of the kerosene overhaul. This is what my tradesman taught me. So you'd pull these off, there's a big kerosene bath, you drop them in there, you give them a really good scrub with kerosene, make them look bright and shiny and you put them back on. And that was it, that was the kerosene overhaul. Wow. The, the, um, the really cool thing was that the bath was about at this height here. So I discovered that the best way to actually do this was to actually just sort of kneel down and do it. And then I discovered, well actually kneeling is a great prayer position. So I used to have a great time praying while I was doing this kerosene overhaul. And a supervisor came along one day and said, um, said to me, say one for me while you're down there. And I said, sure, what would you like me to pray for? <laughs> now, it doesn't matter how many of the task is, it is God that we're serving. And... You know, if we are faithful in small things, then God will actually cause that to grow. Luke 16, 10 to 12 says, says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, so if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trusted worthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? It's talking about as we serve God, we're building that, that environment where God just brings more and more to us. If we're you know, allowing that um, aspect of worship coming out of what we do for God, he will allow that to increase. If we're only just working for ourselves, if we're doing our own thing, if we're, if we're um, working in a way which is not God-honoring, then we'll see decrease around us start to take place. You know, there is a real passion and enthusiasm that comes when we're actually worshipping God with our work. Yeah. Now, God is looking for lovers, not workers. Right. People of passion. Now, when you work out of passion, you'll be more productive than you work because it's just what you have to do. Mm. You'll do the extra, you'll go the extra mile. You will be the best employee because you're working out of passion. Now, if you're finding work a real pain, a real drag, you need to ask yourself this question, who am I working for? Um, I, I do a bit of mountain, bike, mountain biking with Carl and with, with Mike uh, Collins, and um, one of the rides that I'd love to do and, and think of doing next year is the Ghost Trail from, from Lyle through to the, up uh, past Westport. It's uh, one of the best mountain bike rides in the country at the moment, but it is very hard <laughs> and requires a lot of training. And so, and training's hard. It's not easy when you're getting back into it. We, uh, a few Saturdays ago, we did our first big loop ride, which we do a ride which we go from home up to the Kiwi along the summit road, down Gibbies and into the Wheat Chief, back along Governor's Bay, up out of Governor's Bay uh, to the Kiwi and back, back home again. It's about 65 k's, two really good climbs. And uh, you know, if we're wanting to get fitness to the level where we have to do 
if we're able to do this ride, we have to start doing rides like, like that. So this was the first time I got halfway up out of Governor's Bay. And you might know if you're coming that way, there's that little left-hand hairpin if you're going up that side, which um, it gets a bit steeper just there. <laughs> That's about where I started walking. <laughs> and, you know, I pretty much walked to the top. Mike and Carl, they just sailed up and they were sitting there in the sun waiting about 10 minutes, catching some rays, waiting for me to turn up. But I didn't mind... Because I thought, you know, if I don't do this, then I won't get to actually do you know, what I want to do in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And it's having that aspect of where your focus is makes the difference. Yeah. If your focus is on just what you're doing, then there's going to be times when you're going to say, I just can't be bothered doing this, and you'll give up. But if your focus is on this is an act of worship for my Saviour and Lord, mm. you know, the passion will be there. Whatever task you're doing, you'll find the energy to see it through. That's right. Okay, so time for our two... two uh, yeah, men there. So this is Tim. We'll, we'll switch it around this time. So Tim, this, this time you are going to represent someone who is... Whatever you do, it's just absolute passion and worship for God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Malcolm, I'm sorry. Today, you are just focused on career, on, on yourself, on uh, moving forward on your own. <laughs> sorry, Malcolm. <laughs> okay, so again, time for you to actually have a think. Whereabouts in here do you see yourself right now? Where would you put yourself right now? Is what you're doing at a real passion and worship for God, or are you more focused on doing your own thing and seeing your own career established? Okay, a bit of time thinking. Okay, then where do you think you should be in your thought process? Do you see a gap? Okay, again, transformation thinking. This is a representation of the stuff that you actually have to start working on in your thinking process. Thanks, guys. Aren't they doing well? It's a hard job. But they're doing it with real passion and worship. Third point. Here we go. Whoops. We are really running out of time. We work by God and not our own ability. We work by God and not our own ability. Romans 12 verse 11 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. In the King James it says, Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Now we just mentioned in the last point that we work for God. Now we're, what we're talking about is that we actually work by God or with God working through us. Now, working a vocation is actually a spiritual exercise. God empowering. Now it's we're here in church today. It's a Sunday. We we might be meeting in a small group. I think it's actually relatively easy. Mm, easy-ish 
to be a Christian when you're in church? Yeah. Would that be a fair yeah. statement? Yeah. No, it's a bit easier if someone comes up the front and needs prayer, or someone stands and needs prayer for healing for us to go and pray for them. Would that be fair? Yeah. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. But it's actually out in our vocation and where we're doing what we do that there is the opportunity for Christ to actually grow and, and work through us and do awesome things. Now, if we just work in our own strength, the, there's a real temptation, and you may have been in this situation yourself in, in your work environment where you know, maybe it's easier to join in the swearing. Perhaps people are... are, are talking negatively about a, about a boss. I'm sure my staff talk ne- negatively about me at times. Or, or another worker, and so you join in and say, yeah, that's right. Or um, perhaps you, you maybe just steal a little bit of time to go and do your own thing when you should be actually working for the, for the company. Now, it's easy to get drawn into that sort of lifestyle. But this is where... God gives us the strength so we can actually make a difference. We can care for people. We can be diligent. We can be full of peace and joy and grace and effective in doing the things that God has given us to do. And God will actually take the abilities and the gifts that he's given us and he'll ride through those and actually help us to be more than we are on our own. And we get to represent Jesus where we are. There's a verse in Proverbs 22, verse 29, which says, you, you see, a, a, this is my paraphrase, you see a person who's skillful in their ways, they will serve before kings, or skillful in their work. When I actually looked at the, um, uh, the actual Hebrew words behind, behind the, the skillful and the work, Basically, the, the word work can be translated into calling, vocation, what you do. So if you see someone who's actually skillful in the things that they do, then they'll serve before kings. Now, the word skillful was a really interesting word because it doesn't actually mean talented. It means fast. But so if you see someone who's actually... Um, basically being productive in what they do, they will serve before kings. And so that's, this is the beauty of allowing God to come and actually work through us and realise that it's actually God that does the work in us and through us. We become more productive. It means to work with enthusiasm. The word enthusiasm comes originally from the word in, which means in, and theos, which means God. The word in God means that we actually start to work with enthusiasm as we allow God to work through us. It means that we're actually in God and what we do. John 15 verse 5 says this, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Those who are fruitful will serve before kings. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
It's allowing God to work through us that we become fruitful. So we've got, again, the difference. We can be trying in our own strength to be successful or we can be allowing God's strength to work through us, being in Christ. We, uh, when, I, when I was a teenager, we lived in West Belt and Rangura, and uh, Tony and I, we, we had these sleep-outs outside the, the back door that we slept in. The, they used to be horse stables, and the previous owner of the house had turned them into sleep-outs, and we'd sleep there. There's a nice veranda which was out the front of it. We, we built a swimming pool so that we'd go straight from our room into the swimming pool on a hot, hot night. But along this veranda, there's a grapevine growing there, and... Um, it was always nice in summer, you could just go and grab grapes and eat them. But I never saw the grapevine striving to produce grapes. <laughs> I never saw the grapevine sort of there and going, Where's the grapes? Where's the grapes? <laughs> the only fruit that you produce doing that sort of thing normally gets flushed down the toilet. You know, we allow God to work in us and through us, and the word says that he will make us fruitful. It's not through our own strength, it's allowing God to work in us. Okay, so let's have a couple of new people this time. So Bruce, we'll have you over here if we can, please. So Bruce is going to represent someone who relies on God to work through him. You you rely on Jesus to be your strength. Cool? And Mike. Well, have you down here? So you're someone who just goes killing spiders on your own strength. Yes, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> they, spiders are a bit of a challenge, aren't they? You know? yes. Not that you're bigger than them at all. Okay, so, so where do you see yourself in your thinking? Are you someone who, who really relies on, on God's strength to actually carry out your vocation? Or are you, are you someone who relies on your own strength to carry out your vocation? So where do you see yourself in here? Where would you position yourself right now? And then where do you think you should be? Again, that's the gap which you need to start working on some trans- transformation thinking. Cool, thanks guys. Last point. We build God's kingdom at work, not our kingdom. Our focus is to build God's kingdom at work, not our kingdom. Uh, Jesus said this in Luke 17, 20-21, Once having been asked by the Pharisees when... When the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with careful observation, nor will people say, Here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. We are carriers of the kingdom of God, aren't we? Now, I manage a business that's growing well. uh, uh, This year it's about 25% so far. And you know, I pray for God's favour on it, but even more, I pray for the salvation of the people who work with me and that I can influence them towards the king. Oh, you know, we're carriers of the kingdom. 
in the place where you're carrying out your vocation is the place that God has put you to see his kingdom come, to carry that influence, to actually have that released into the places that you work. Now, we're not working to, to get favour. We're actually there because we carry favour and can release it over the people that we work with. He wants to allow his goodness to be released through us to the people around us. We get to represent Jesus to the people that we work with. Now your destiny is to use your gifts, talents and abilities and actually to represent Christ at the place where you carry out your vocation. And also to heal the sick. Cast out demons, release peace and joy over people. See miracles happen. Release God's goodness. You know, in, in Fire Starters, we talk about crossing the chicken line. And the work is a place where we get to cross the chicken line if we're actually going to release God's kingdom. And it's, you know, the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So this doesn't actually. You know, there's the pleasing God and when we actually exercise faith to become a Christ follower. But at that point, you know, we already have God's favour on us. We, God is pleased with us. You know, God is good towards us. Yeah. We, we, you know, God sees us as perfect through Christ. So when we're now exercising faith, it doesn't mean to say that we're doing it because we're trying to earn God's favour. It's because God gets excited. He's pleased that we're doing things like this. It makes him really... Um, excited at what we're doing. Um, uh, um, use William as an example, if you don't mind, William. <laughs> so, you know, William's my son. I'm absolutely pleased with him. He's, he's a cool kid. Love who he is, just just because he's my son, and he. Um, He's my son. But then, you know, I was sitting in the lounge yesterday and I'm going to get William to come up here and he can jump on the keyboard. And he just started play, playing some, some music on the, on the piano at home. And it was just such um, worshipful, God-connecting stuff. So he hasn't done this in church before, so he is about to cross... The chicken line. <laughs> and as he does it, just, just actually allow God to connect with you. And just close your eyes and start to say, God, you're awesome. Receive God's presence. in the chicken line at work, releasing God's kingdom. This doesn't make, you know, what William's doing right now, it doesn't make me 
any more pleased that William's my son. But it just, you know, there's just such a joy that wells up in me that William's actually doing this. He's allowing us to connect with God. And God's the same when we cross a chicken line at work. When we start to release God's kingdom, God's there and he says, yeah, I want to partner with you in this. I want to see miracles happen. I want to see this place transformed. As you're connecting with God, we used our own thinking before about what needs to be transformed. Just ask God, Lord, what needs to be transformed in my thought processes around my vocation? Just allow God to speak to you right now. the band might want to come up. Why don't we stand? You know, God is for you in your workplace. God has a great future for you. He wants you to do awesome things. If you're retired, it means that God hasn't finished with you yet. He's still got stuff he's wanting to partner with you in. You know, God's working on your character. He's given you a place that you can actually worship God and what you do. He wants to work through you and he wants to release his kingdom where you are. Let's, Let's worship our king as we consider those things and allow him to speak to us.